Welcome back. This conversation was a fun one. It was John Wheelock, super chill dude. He is a musician out of Appleton area and very low-key, just passionate guy. And I was kind of listening back to the things we were talking about and he's very close with kind of Corey Chisel and, and some of the things that that he's done in the Appleton scene and John is a great guy. It was it was fun talking to him about culture and, and music making and just as one creative to another, I don't make music per se, but it's always nice to talk to creatives about their process. And it seems like there's more depth when you can talk to someone about their process when it's viewed as an art form uh, rather than just kind of, you know, strictly getting to business. So hopefully you enjoy our conversation Five, with John Wheelock. Four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? But why not? You ready with the question? Yeah, I got a, I got one okay. in my mind. Okay, cool. It seems simple enough. Awesome. We're live. What's up, friends? We are back with the But Why Not podcast. I'm Evan Frymuth. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are with Jay Council or John Wheelock, right? Yeah. Of Jay Council. That's right. Um, kind of the the vocalist, and I know he's got a huge part in all that. And uh, we're super excited. He's got a question of the day for you, which is something we're adding. And uh, moving forward here, we got some exciting things for the show. Um, We plan to spend a little more time in like the next five or so episodes um, making some improvements. So stay tuned, but why not? Our goal is to promote arts and entertainment and really just uh, build and promote, you know, a conversation around community and kind of an entertainment scene that's kind of our new direction we really want to help support local creatives and we think there's a strong scene here already and we just need to we just need to promote it right so awesome john welcome What's and uh on? yeah yeah thanks for thanks, having me yeah thanks for coming yeah. why don't you start us off with the question of the day all right question of the day this one and this is a, it's going to be within the realm of what i know anyway mm-hmm. why not uh why do we not allow more rooftop bars and restaurants in our area mm. you know we're not uh you know we're not heathens i believe we can handle it <laughs> yeah. but i know uh, like specifically like the, the fox city and i know appleton is there they're they're just not they're not down for it yet and i know there's some club owners that want to get that going and i think i think we should get it going you know because there's other cities doing it yeah it's it opens up a whole nother a whole nother vibe realm. a whole nother scene Absolutely. you know like you know because we get you know we're in wisconsin we're in season so when we get this nice summer it'd be really cool to you know use that a little more absolutely i've wondered that myself being so that's it yeah yeah so talk to your city yeah right we need it <laughs> let's bombard with comments that's right uh, or like physically submitted physically, comments. Yeah. yeah that's the only way to get it going i really yeah. believe it you know hell yeah and we can handle it you know yeah absolutely what like what what's the fear yeah. i guess uh, yeah, I know, like, jumping off head first yeah like, i mean i had um a friend of mine who owns a club right right in town here mm-hmm. uh wants to do one and like I, I know one of their fears was like what if someone threw a bottle off the top it's like come on 
Right. Like, yes, w- there's so many what ifs to any any situation, but right. someone can walk out of a bar and throw a bottle. It's not like right. it's not that big. You know, I just I think they're coming up with some irrational reasons to not do it. Right. Yeah. You can you can literally endlessly go with <laughs> yeah. with why not. Right. The point of it's like the innocent until proven guilty. Right. That's why we have you know mm-hmm. free country. You know, but I've been at you know, and I'm sure you have too, like other cities, and that's like a really cool situation where you can you know walk into a oh, place yeah. and then it's like oh there's a, a bar up top you know and you go up and it's like open to you know it's yeah when it's i special it's cool when i travel if if there's a rooftop bar and you visually see it like that's where that's where me that's and my fiance go, go. That's yeah where absolutely it's at. Yeah, yeah you want to go have a drink the weather's nice it's for sure so that's what i want so talk to people yeah and uh put your thoughts in the comments anyone right. watching now live anyone watching later um let us know what you think and uh any of your aldermen let's yeah this out yeah if anyone knows an alderman tag them and if anyone knows why it can't happen or how it could happen uh share that as well yeah i want to know yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> awesome so uh john i know jay council is kind of like a like a newly formed yep band. yeah in the last couple of years here yeah. yeah so um how like how did it start 2015 um you were in the refuge um art artist uh refuge program yeah it was it was you know late in 15 and um i think it's i mean it started because i was working with Corey chisel at the time mm-hmm. uh playing bass for him and and you know touring around and doing doing those shows and um i would you know sing harmonies and then uh, he'd have me sing some old like classic soul songs with him and stuff like that, and you know we got like a good reaction to him. And then he you know, he was always like forcing me to sing more, like and he's like giving me the you know the elbow. He's like, come on, yeah, you know. And I'm like, all right, because I never really, you know, pictured myself doing like the front man lead singing thing. Right. You know, I always just really wanted to be a good bass player in a really cool band. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yep. all I ever figured i would ever do yeah and that's what i really wanted to do mm-hmm. but then uh um, that's what you were doing yeah that's that's what i was doing yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. I was like it was i thought i was in the good situation already right but then he's like well come in and he's like let's let's write some tunes and then that's mm-hmm. kind of where that started and then you know, i had to you know put together a band to perform the music i was writing basically uh, yeah so um when that all came together was that people you had played with before like how how did the band come together uh combination yeah so um the drummer is ryan seafeld i've been playing with him since we were like little kids mm-hmm. like he was like my like buddy like you know we just sit in the basement for hours and just jam you know and making his parents upset yeah and so that yeah i've been i've been playing with him and forever i've never been not been in a band with him that's awesome. um and then the guitar one of the guitar players is my father mm-hmm. which uh he kind of got me started and everything so when this was coming along i wanted to keep because we're in a band called blues talk where i play bass and it's just the three of us okay so the basis of that of what jay council is going to be was still like i couldn't see not doing it without those two mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. and then um sam farrell is uh a buddy of mine who that was like immediately a thought he plays the lately they're a really cool band okay and um then alex Strassart, i kind of he was right around that same time i met him at a uh he was doing an open jam at a place up in green bay which is now closed but uh it was just a horrible horrible like <laughs> setup and i just saw sure. this dude and i'm like I and mean, he was very, very good. Yeah. And then, but he was just in this bad situation. I'm like, this guy needs to be doing something else. Needs to be strong. Yeah. So then I, I'm like, I talked to him. I'm like, hey man, I mean, 
and then he started doing some some of the the Corey stuff too. Okay. And that's like so that's how he was there. Then he yeah. had, he had a buddy that he knew that was gonna wanted to play bass because I knew I knew like doing the J Council thing like I was gonna probably give up the bass for mm-hmm. it just because I think that gets served better mm-hmm. that way. You know, it would be a little different with me playing bass and singing right. in that group or that setup, I should say. So obviously you're very dedicated and the bass was like your, That's your it, thing. Yeah. So is it hard for you to, was it hard for you, I guess at first to be like, sure. all right, just me and the vocals. Yeah, it was very hard, you know, and I actually recorded all the, the bass on the EP. Okay. Um, because we're still kind of just starting to record cause we just, like as we were writing them, we would start recording them right away. So and we, I didn't, we didn't have the band together or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So we were just the few, few guys of us that were like doing it. We're just putting it together. Right. But then, uh, yeah, Maddie came along, Maddie Day from Green Bay, and he's amazing. So like it, like once, once he came in, I'm like, and so I, like, I heard how he played. I, I was able to relax. Right. Uh, but Trust. until then, because like. Yeah, I was I was dedicated to bass so much. It's really hard to give that up. Right. You know. Yep. So when you were recording the EP, it's like a six song EP. Yeah, I think we have six on that one. Six. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to it on the way over. Yeah. I listened to five out of the six. Yeah. And uh, I think three or four of them, like the first one. Um, I, I was. We were just trying to decide what was the one that I was telling you. I really uh, like. It's this. been so long. It, yeah. 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 We'll have to we'll have to find a way to sure we'll maybe we'll, we'll link in the yeah I'll send you a yeah, link for some of the just send stuff some that people. we can put out on here yeah yeah for sure um, but yeah so like how who helped you with that like was this was this like from from you and like someone kind of um, molded it as it came out because you're brand new to making music like how how did the process um, yeah it's uh, so like lyrically I, I write everything like all the lyrics are mine. Um, but that was as simple as like, uh, early on, like Corey and I sat together for the first couple and like, and wrote the tunes together for, I think. And then, uh, Sam came in right away before, t- cause he was like our recording guy. Mm-hmm. Well, my friend, first mm-hmm. of all, but like our recording guy that was doing everything. So then Sam started writing all the tunes with me. And so then like the, like the main guys that I write with now are Sam and Alex. Okay. So like, I'll come up with like you know, like a melody or, you know, like that, or, and or I got like a line in my head mm-hmm. and then we just start from there and just start jamming, just start going at it. Yeah. Interesting. So like, um, when you're, is it like you're in like album creation mode or like song creation mode or is it yeah. always, is it an ongoing thing? It's always, like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's really weird. I, once I started, I wasn't able to like shut it off. Like, which is cool. Like, cause I have, uh, I mean, it's cool. I just have my phone now and, mm-hmm have thousands of recordings of stuff you know and that's a lot of times it'll just be like you know when you're cruising in your car like something will come up in your head and you you know record it right away yeah so i'll do that and then just if it if it annoys me long enough then i know it's good mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like where I, if i can't not like hum it or sing a line yeah then i'm like oh, okay i better i better get on this one quick right you know what i mean it's one yeah. of those situations yeah i totally understand what you're saying like uh my creative process is, is video mm. and uh, and a lot of times like just any idea whether it's like oh this would be a good event or um, but yeah I totally know what you mean because like, yeah. those ideas can be fleeting but like when you really have a craft like 
there's ones that just keep bubbling back up and you're like right like this needs to be happening within like a month or two right like gotta start you know putting in the time or whatever um that's really cool so obviously like you've been you took on a new role Mm -hmm. you know three three ish years ago yep and uh like what what role did did the refuge have in that and the reason i'm curious and just to give people a little bit of context yeah um like these artists get to live at the refuge yeah and it seems to be this place where they're kind of supplied with um maybe some like knowledge of kind of this is how you get serious about it that's what it feels like to me from an outsider yeah. like what what do you kind of learn in there and i think um I think what it is is it offers, yeah, it offers, you know, freedom a little bit to dedicate just to what you want to do. And then whether that be painting, drawing, whatever, whatever your music, you know, whatever it is, I think, uh, what, what goes on there is like a clean slate to like do whatever you want to do and not kind of be interrupted. And then once you get into your thing, it's, you know, whatever they can do to like, guide you to like be like oh well check this out this is a thing it's like an option thing but they never make you do anything that's what's Mm -hmm. cool about it it's just it's a place Mm -hmm. it's a place that lets you do whatever you want but gives you like some help you're like hey check this out you know we we got this you know we you're you can put a show here right you know you could have a a gallery release at this place right you know because there's a bunch of relationships outside of the refuge that are like outlets to go to mm-hmm. one of them being like the draw in Appleton here mm-hmm. there's an art studio where there's been a bunch of people that worked at the refuge that will do galleries there right. or like I've even done like little pop-up shows there and stuff like that so there's mm-hmm. outlets to they give you outlets after you've done your own like kind of work right yeah yeah so they give you almost like free freedom right it's just like hey don't worry about other stuff for a minute like we got your yeah. baseline taken care of, and that's and that's what it is. You know, whether however the help is needed, you know, it's they they provide the help that's needed. You know, what mm-hmm. what you need to get something done. Yeah, they they help out. That's really cool. Yeah, like seriously, obviously, it's just like that's how that's how ideas, that's how a scene grows. That's how you know it's it's just a cool community. Yeah, thing it really is. Doing. They're they're doing cool stuff over there for sure. Yeah. So. Um, when you first started doing pop-up shows as J Council, like yeah. how how long? And this is for maybe the the creators out there that are like, I want to start making music, or I or yeah. I made music, I want to start playing. How many people like was it was it people just filling the rooms or right away with the pop-up shows, or like how did that progression um, work? I was in a fortunate situation with Corey that when when J Council first kind of started. Uh, we went out almost the first year because the, then it almost like switched into J Council was like also just basically the Corey backing band too. Mm-hmm. So for, yeah, like the first year or whatever, I would just go out with that group and cool. then like, you know, I would open up and do those shows. So I was already playing to Corey Tizzle, like, you know, Correct. fans, mm-hmm. you know, and so then like right away it was kind of like, you know, because Corey was like, you know, involved in producing the music and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's where I like, I would get a ton of like traffic 
right. through that. So I, I nice. was in a, I was in a very fortunate situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think that it always works that way. I actually, right. know, I know it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, mine worked out pretty nice, and we gained we gained quite a few followers right away. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm always, I'm fascinated with like how like how brands grow. Not right. or how people grow. I don't want to like box people like you're a brand, but like um, just how people's name recognition and like that's what a brand is. But right. um, it fascinates me. Like we we've done some work with Ross, so we talked about mm-hmm. like DJ Ross Grizzly. Yeah, and it's like what up, Ross? Yeah, what's up, DJ Ross? Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just like how like how does someone's you know how does someone build a, a name and and then is it just a name where people recognize it or is it a name where people are like, I'm a fan, you know? Right. Um, and that's kind of what I'd like to, I think we'll get to the bottom of it eventually, not the bottom of it, obviously it's uh, endless, but, uh, yeah. um, but I think, uh, I think that's, if we can learn that we can help the scene better with like what sure. we're trying to do. But, um, so speaking of the scene like what's your your pulse on the scene you've been like how long have you been in it playing bass before j um, council mass my whole life I, I i don't really remember not playing very much mm-hmm. i started drumming really young and then my my grandfather was a you know musician and my dad always was and my uncles were in a really big wisconsin band mm. so uh yeah i just kind of always knew I was going to do that right away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think, you know, do you remember like being backstage at shows? Or oh, for watching? sure. Always. Yeah. yeah. And I have video of like singing on stage when I was like four years old and wow. stuff like that. So like, I just always like, I just always knew I liked it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, my parents said they kind of knew too, like, cause I have two brothers too, but they knew like I was going to be the one like, just like, I couldn't not be around the music. Right. So I remember like when my dad would have like any like band practices, like I always wanted to go and check them out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been, I've been around it forever and, but probably playing for, I mean, for sure since the nineties in, in this area. Wow. Yeah. Um, so there's one I wanted to ask, like, do you see parallels between the drums and the bass? Uh, yeah, I actually can, I, it's really weird. I, I consider myself basically a, a drummer that hits notes because mm-hmm. I, I think it's such a, it's such a, that's why it was so, that instrument's so interesting to me, you know, because you're a, you're a little bit of a guitar player, but you're a little bit of a drummer, mm-hmm. you know, you still, you're still very much involved in like the groove. Yeah. It's a, I don't know, it was always this really cool thing. You like, yet you can still like play melodies and chords and yeah. stuff. It's, so it, that's why it's, I fell in love with it right away when I grabbed it. Yeah, that's and there's, awesome. There's no going back. But yeah, it's, I mean, to me, the best players, bass players are, you know, drummers that can hit notes right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Literally, as you were describing it, I was like, <laughs> uh, grooving. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I just think of like some of those like classic pop bass lines, like Michael Jackson oh, stuff, yeah. you know, like. And it really is like it's the infrastructure of a song, but we're, it's, we're in a podcast. Can we clear that? Can we go? Do do do. Yeah, right. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, it's always. I mean, a lot of people. It's you know, think about, um, you know, Brickhouse or any like those are major basslines, and mm-hmm. people don't. Sometimes people don't realize why they're dancing, but it's for sure the bass. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything for is, sure. You know, it's like obviously you gotta have a good drum beat, but yeah, the reason you're dancing is a lot of times that bass player. That's the groove. That's yeah. it. I'm trying to think. Uh, even. 
like I'm a big Kendrick fan and I'm even yeah. thinking of some of the songs off damn have like a cool little like oh yeah you know, like, yeah. yeah that's cool I mean even like uh, you think about the, the Seinfeld what did they use in between yeah, every scene yeah. bass you know what yep. I mean yep. you yeah know, that goes on there and tons of shows have been doing that since right yeah, yeah it speaks yeah um so then the other direction was uh basically how have you seen the scene change uh, well so are sure. you from appleton or I'm, like, from, what's, I'm from kakana kakana yeah okay. but appleton you know is where i played the most or mm-hmm. played the most yeah for sure do you get to do like green bay shows and yep stuff yeah like yeah definitely cool. i was just up there uh, last week actually at uh, the lyric room um nice and uh yeah there's there's some cool spots uh Speaking of rooftops, the Title Town up there—that's one of the. They have a rooftop spot. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Uh, the Title Town Brewery—is that it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think. Is that the name of that place? It's is like it? it's like Title Town. There's like three things mm-hmm. right in that building. Yeah, yeah. But up yeah. top, they got like that rooftop up there, and I've, mm-hmm. we've done some shows out there, and it's been really cool. And that's a, that's what I'm talking. The scene there is neat because of the outdoor situation. For sure. If people are just joining us, question of the day is uh, why can't we get more rooftop bars in That's the valley? It. <laughs> yeah, um, we need to know. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. And I've noticed through like it seems that this area, like northeast Wisconsin, because there's all these like well-off communities. Like Oshkosh is doing their thing; they're doing great. Right. Appleton's doing their thing; great. Nina, great. Green Bay, great. Depeer even. Um, and it's like really, we need to. Everyone always you know you hear this all the time but like we need to work together they need to connect yeah. more and like um but if you look at the entertainment like if you look at the music if you look at the comedians if you look at the the people doing shows and events yeah it's pretty connected but if you look at like the downtowns and you look at like the visitors bureaus and you look at like the maybe the um maybe I don't know, the corporations even seem pretty connected but yeah. there's just a few siloed things that are like keeping it a little separate but yeah but like when you're talking to to you or or ross or whoever it's like i'm doing a show in oshkosh next week i'm doing a show in green bay like why wouldn't you right Right, yeah um so anyway my question is like um how have you seen the scene change um in northeast wisconsin maybe appleton specifically since sure since you're younger yeah i mean musically uh musically there's definitely been a shift uh, I know when when I was starting, we were with a band called Blues Talk, and are still I'm still with Blues Talk, but um, there was a lot of like 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 blues and R and B like going on, and a lot of like smaller like three piece groups were going mm-hmm. on, and then there was a a time in there like when cover bands just started destroying everybody, like you know, and mm-hmm. there's you know everybody knows who they are, so I don't gotta right. say them, <laughs> but uh, they were they were just taking over, you yeah. know, and everybody wanted to go see a really big band you know play with loud you know big loud production lights and stuff but you know they wanted to sing you know bon jovi yeah and that and that's cool you know i I respect anything but that that you know people are you know get into but Mm -hmm. they just kind of took over the scene and they had it for basically a decade i would say they they ran it for a while and it's like you know if you weren't playing that music it was hard to book like a spot and definitely hard to get paid mm-hmm. anything decent mm-hmm. at the time because there was just a few bands that had this market covered. Wow. And then since since then, since people like Corey went off and like, you know, Corey got signed and he was like the last like, you know, bigger 
like artists out of the area that you know got signed to a deal and like mm -hmm. then when he brought back you know the mile mm -hmm. there was a big shift right there again you know and, and then it made room for the smaller bands and mm -hmm. original artists to start you know actually booking shows again and right. and making money versus yeah you know you, you know versus yeah you can play here but you know you're gonna get you know exposure. free beer yeah, right. and, and yeah exposure dollars yeah which are hard to spend I find that out. Exposure money yeah. is really hard to spend. <laughs> right. Yeah. Easy to make a lot of it, but it's yeah. hard to spend. <laughs> That's funny. Credits, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bar credits. That's right. Um, so you think, do you think that's right about the time where it changed was like, yeah, that gave up 2012, there, yeah, 2011. There was, there was a big shift there, you know, when, when, when Corey started that whole deal up and, uh, it just brought more of an awareness of, you know, because now it seems like there's two large festivals. There's Oktoberfest and Milo Music. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're they're two different animals. Mm -hmm. You know, and one is still definitely geared. You know, Oktoberfest is still geared towards the, you know, the bigger cover band things. But mm -hmm. now they're even throwing in original bands too. So that's good for them. Mm -hmm. You know, for for going for that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then you know then you have Mile where you basically walk around and don't see any bands you know. And you right. know what I mean, which is it's cool and there's a and that, that's helped out and then there's definitely bands like well wild age Redic mm -hmm. that have built a huge thing in appleton you know and they're from you know out in the you know the east coast area so mm -hmm. but whenever they come to town now they have a huge following you know because they built up a thing at mile where people loved them right and i think um for people who don't know and i hope this isn't like insider info or something but they have like a system for like helping helping people come in and like build their their like uh not influence but exposure like you start small next year we get you on something a little bigger and then yeah like yeah. um and that's just that's such a you got to do it strategic you got to do it right yeah you know for sure and that's really cool i would have never i mean i it makes sense i guess i thought it was just a broader trend with like the internet and like maybe more access but as you were saying before we went live, you were talking about how it's hard to know how to release Absolutely. your music nowadays. It's it's, uh, it's, it's different. Right. Sure. Just because um, attention spans are different, how people find you are different. They don't exactly find all eight songs in an album or all 12 songs in an album together because mm -hmm. they just find, they find whichever one has the, whichever three have the most plays on YouTube or whichever two have the most yeah. streams on Spotify. Um, so, but that, that makes sense, I guess, um, that there is a grassroots, there was a grassroots reason as well that the, the shift started to take place in, in mile music and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, um, that's cool. So how, like, I'm just trying to think, were there any like legend, were there like, so I'm trying to get a history, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 25. So yeah. when you were when you were playing in the the scene in the '90s, like that's right. when I was born. You right, know right, I mean? right. So like, was were like back then before the cover bands took over. Yeah. Um. Was there any like like legends oh, or people man. who had a, like a lot of promise and like it just like didn't happen right at I the mean, end? I mean, there's or? there's a ton of them. I mean, there, I have so many so many friends in that area that are, are still playing. There's there's uh, good friends of mine, uh, Bobby Evans, that plays. He's a, a blues cat and Jay Stulu 
and you know Rodney Zimmerman like all these guys like I used to sneak in the bars like when I could you know any place I could get into that they were playing like an open mic or a jam and mm -hmm. and uh because watch these guys because they were like they were the it guys for me they were the they were the players you know what mm -hmm. I mean and, and still are but uh but yeah they they were the scene like those were the guys that everybody like the places were packed to see these guys play guitar you know yeah it was really really cool that's cool and they were original creators right yeah absolutely. Yeah. has there um is there anyone um did like for those three guys that you mentioned yeah was there was there ever like murmurs or like thoughts in your head like all oh, like these guys should get a deal or these guys have been like have, has anyone been close to that like other than Corey around here um you know I, I, i'm sure i'm sure of it you know I'm, i i don't know like their personal like mm -hmm. like history but um yeah i never to me they were they were it they were the successful ones like mm -hmm. to me they were a signed artist you know what i mean mm -hmm. they were the ones that's like when you saw him, you're like, oh man, that cat's awesome. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I never looked at it as like, I never really looked at anybody as like, oh, because they have a deal, they're good. Because mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of artists that are signed that I would walk past and not care about. Right. You know what I mean? It's just the way, just the mm -hmm. way I take music in, I guess. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, they were definitely, they were the ones for me that, you know, it didn't matter if they were, you know, mm -hmm. touring the world. They were, they were, anytime they played in Appleton, they were, it you know everyone would go there that's cool yeah yeah and that's i mean that's pretty cool yeah to build up who do you feel like um who do you feel like's doing that now in appleton or ah man it's hard it's hard to say there's uh there's some cool stuff going on there really is some some cool artists um I'm trying to think oh here's one that i, I didn't mention that i, I should because i really like them the, the cool waters band they were another one that they were doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. They're young. They were the, so they were like younger than the other guys I just mentioned, mm -hmm. but still a, a pinch older than I was. Mm -hmm. And they were cool because they were like this cool jam band, like rock band thing. And they they went out to Colorado and like mm -hmm. they were like like touring around a little bit. So that was like one we were like, well, like that was that was really cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, I want to make sure I mention them for sure too. Yeah. Have you uh, have you toured? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Um, quite a bit doing like different stuff too a lot of times i would just uh for a while i was just taking bass gigs you know just to see whatever you know you know whatever i could get into i was just saying yes to everything like mm -hmm. that i wanted to go you know and try out mm -hmm. so yeah i've been i've been around doing a bunch of different stuff from every coast so yeah, yeah. dang who like how does that get put together um a lot of times a lot of times i got a few a few gigs just because an artist was coming to the area and they needed a bass player like some there's a ton of and i don't i personally couldn't do it but there's a lot of people that will travel to an area and then find the band oh really? you know what i mean it's a, it's a weird so then they kind of network and get together bands for their you know eight nine shows they have in the area that you know over that two weeks oh, or like so. a group gets together yeah. they're missing one piece and they go and mm. then they're like we'll find someone there yeah and then a lot of people do that and that's cool but uh you know you just have to a lot of that is just you know you get the music sent to you ahead of time and mm -hmm. and then you know i i got those just because of 
like doing like studio work stuff too and then your name kind of gets tossed into this pool a little bit more oh, okay you know it's like hey if you need a bass player call this guy okay it's one of those situations gotcha yeah so that's how i hopped on different things and yeah yeah got to got to play with some really cool people who have you played bass in like um, musically um the, like uh, studio wise i mean sorry. oh studio i i can't even i it'd be hundreds of oh. people yeah wow. so i've done a first so for years i've worked with mark goldie at rock garden studio and he calls me for a ton of stuff so i'm i mean i'm there tomorrow you know recording wow. with someone else so yeah I, yeah i don't even know i'd actually i wish i would have kept track because mm-hmm. i have no idea how many recordings I, i'm on now but it's hundreds wow yeah and you're just like i don't know <laughs> yeah you know it really it really is but you know yeah. it's and that's a situation where like a songwriter will come in that doesn't have a band but wants to put the big band sound around it so they just hire studio musicians to come oh, in oh and they'll sing though usually a lot of times they do yeah yeah a lot of, most of the time it's most of the time it's a guitar player and a, and a singer guy mm-hmm. or gal and uh they want a full band so then we get calls to come in and do the session for oh, them oh okay so there's there's like a high demand for that kind of thing locally uh there is yeah there's i mean there's a lot of people doing it it's it's really weird you know, and I think uh, a lot of people are that just don't want our, you know, because you have the ability to do it at by, by at yourself by at home now. Yeah. You really do, but a lot of people are, are maybe don't have the knowledge of doing it, or or just want to go into a studio and, and like you know, Feel that. and or don't know enough people to get a band going. Mm-hmm. So, but they want a band sound. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's a good demand for it for sure. Wow, and you and like a lot of those end up being just. Just people trying to make an album? Well, a lot of them. I think a lot of those end up as, like, Christmas gifts for, like, their friends and family. Really? I really do, yeah. I I, I feel like, if I had to give a percentage on it, I feel like maybe 30% of the stuff, 40% of the stuff, actually gets put on an album. Okay. And the other stuff, you never see the light of day. Right. It's It's just for them, you know, that they wanted to do. Sure. Which is cool. You know, that's really cool. But... You know, but we get hired out to go. That you is know, just, cool. Yeah, so it's it's really neat. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I that, like the process. Yeah, music is almost so accessible. I mean, it's still costly, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's accessible enough where people are just like, I'm gonna make a album for my fam or for my kids. Yeah, it, I, you know, I think a lot of that is, or that you know, they wanted to write a song for their anniversary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that thing, and they're but hey, like, I got to record it, you know? Yeah. So a, a lot of it's that, too, This people came in into the song, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, so, yeah, there's a there's a ton of songs out there somewhere that I'm playing bass on. <laughs> no idea where they are. That's cool. What's it? Goldie? What's his first name? Mark Goldie with Rock Garden Studio. Now, that sounds that's, really familiar. That's a guy you should have in here for sure. He's been, um, he was in a, oh, that's, I mean, I got to mention him as a player. He was with a group called the Electric Bananas back okay. in the '90s too. They were killer. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's another one. And then he kind of got out of the playing live thing, and he was the first one hip to like, you know, in this area, anyways, like doing like a bigger studio mm-hmm. stuff around around here. And he's uh, he's at a. I actually played at three of his the last three of his locations first because he's well, like. Went to, from a smaller building, then it got bigger, and, and now he's his place now is uh, down in the flats really? here, and uh, it's a really really cool studio. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll reach out to him for sure. Yeah, definitely, Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm trying to f- 
trying to remember a thread here. Um, so you said you tour like to play bass or you tour mm -hmm. whatever. Has Jay Council toured or or have you considered it or? Yeah, I mean, just but uh, what I've done with them is some of the well, I've done some of the Jameson stuff. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as with that goes, it's uh, yeah, it's just been short runs. You know, we'll go out, but it's only for like a weekend, you know, or two, three days, and come back. Right. I have no desire to be out on the road for months at a time anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get in a van and be gone. Right. And, you know, now it's like, yeah, yeah, I'd kind of like to be home. You know what I mean? Right. It's a, it's a different. You know. Now that being said, if there was a bigger situation involved. You know, and uh, an opportunity came along to be, you know, maybe opening first, you know, some a, a really cool band or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then that's a little different, you know. Then uh, yeah, it's like, that's yeah, I would experience. go out again, but I'm not going to travel, you know, ten hours to play in a corner of a, a bar, right? You know what I mean? Yep. Unless it's like, I want to, you know, the, the reason I have this band together is to do, you know, more, you know, venue-based things anyway, versus just playing at a bar. Mm -hmm. Um, what what's your creative process when you're when you're trying to create music where you're the front runner as far as like making the music or as yeah far where as do you typically start or do you do you force yourself to sit down a certain amount of times um no i well, i write every morning but not necessarily music not necessarily anything just i write i feel like that's like the freshest time to like to write down thoughts and stuff like that so yeah, i just wake up write some stuff down sometimes it's only a line sometimes it'll be pages like i just got to keep writing mm -hmm. and then um a lot of times like I'll, I'll look at i'll look at it later and it's like if so, like a cool idea pops out of that mm -hmm. then um i'll go and sit down with you know and, you know with the bass or sit down with the phone and just like get melodies going and stuff like that mm -hmm. so yeah my a lot of times it's just like you know writing and then looking back at an idea or like mm -hmm. i said it's sometimes this hits you like when you're driving <laughs> like it's one of those a lot of times it's like when i'm driving for some reason yeah yeah have you ever tried floating no no do you know what that is i do know what that is yeah you should try it is it cool yeah i'm not where'd even you do it at float light downtown oh, yeah yeah i'm not uh i'm not a musician but yeah. like i took piano lessons as a kid and um I'm, I'm trying to get him here to um like go up north and just like once a month or something like that and yeah. just mess around with some production and see if we if we can make anything digitally yeah. um i'm actually gonna ask ross for some help or oh, cool. just to like how he starts a composition and finishes it and stuff Very cool. but uh yeah i'm not even a musician and when i've like i've floated t there's been two out of my five times that i floated yeah that um like a like a melody came to my head Oh. like or just like some kind of like i don't even know how to describe it um because i'm not a musician i guess i don't have the yeah, language yeah. for it but uh it seems to be almost like two like two sounds coming together it's not it's not always just like one it's usually yeah accompanied with something else but i think you would being that you have the language for it and yeah. that you um have the process in place already so now did you do it like like fully enclosed like situation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that because i see on now is it salt water is yep. it or so it's like yeah, give, a, explain it a little yeah, let's yeah. tell the people yeah so it's a ton of epsom salt like it's just under two thousand pounds okay um so epsom salt's like it's really uh, good for the body magnesium yeah. yep so i put my ankle in it every time i twisted it during basketball yep yep <laughs> yeah. so it's just a lot of that okay and uh you 
your body absorbs as much as it can like really quickly because you're immersed in it okay and then you hit like an equilibrium or whatever but that's how like um i bet you there's a bunch of people listening that have that calm it's like a it's like a supplement called calm and it's magnesium it like it's good for your muscles so so you relax yeah and you float in uh water that's your body temperature or like 92 degrees so you don't perceive your body and you can have lights you can have the music they have or you can play your own or you can go total darkness um and you just like it's just you and your um you and your stream of consciousness or whatever oh man and it's just you it's really you and your breath right yeah so um it's like forced meditation it's like what you're trying to do with meditation um it gets rid of that for you so now it's just the part of meditation where you just breathe you know sounds heavy yeah it can be yeah if you have heavy things like to deal with yeah um but yeah i mean at the end of the day you can use it to cope you can use it to um relax you can use it to um declutter or like find your path forward that's that's how i typically use it either creatively or um what's a path forward in this like this thing I'm working on. You Very know? cool. And you said you did right in Appleton here? Yeah, downtown Appleton, West End, 600 block, Float Light. It's Float Light. New place. Yeah, we've had John on here before. Um, <laughs> he's a great guy. Cool. Uh, crazy energy. Um, he does a Floating Light Live show too. Oh, man. I gotta um, check this out. Yeah, yeah. But you should, I mean, you should go in there and talk to him at least because I think creatively yeah. it might stir some things very cool which would be sweet but uh but yeah that's awesome i think i want to get more into the the morning time writing yeah it's it's really cool i mean i found that's just what works best for me i feel like Mm -hmm. there's no uh your mind's not cluttered from the day as much Mm -hmm. definitely so you just wake up and you know start writing right it's really cool yeah or, you whatever, or whatever it is, you know, if it's not writing, whatever your outlet is, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe start, you know, jotting down some ideas about whatever you're going to do right, right away in the morning. Visualizing or something. Yeah. Um, what's, there's something about pen to paper, like, um, I, for like a week or so, I was re- like writing every morning, I'd write like a, like stand up bit or something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it just feels rewarding. It's like you, yeah. you did something kind of. Oh, it's a great way to start the day. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Do you Are you an early riser? Very. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm always up really early. Yeah. Even if I'm up up really late, I'm, uh, I'm always up pretty early. <laughs> that's funny. That's good, though. Like, that's a good skill to have, too. Yeah. Like, or skill or habit or whatever it is. Yeah. I just don't ever, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't want to, because right now it's, you know, it's, it's working and you know i'm fortunate enough to play music and do this thing so i don't want to treat it like a, it's it's whatever you know mm-hmm. what i mean i want to mm-hmm. i'm gonna work at it and you know keep keep going and keep creating music that's awesome wow do you have a an end goal no 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 there's no set goal anybody mm-hmm. any means it's it's cool like i said um it's cool if people dig the music and it's it's great seeing uh repeat people coming you know to shows and following us and stuff like that so any of you know any of that's all all good by me so there's no definitely no end goal by any means okay um how like how do you describe your music and then um okay before that where can people find your music 
Um, you know, you know, we're uh, pretty much everywhere: iTunes, SoundCloud, CD Baby, all the basically everywhere you can buy digital music. Um, in the area, uh, pretty sure we're sold out everywhere. But uh, when we when we re-release some music, uh, all the exclusive companies and some mm-hmm. of the other local shops around, we always have our music available. But um, a good place to follow us is just our Facebook page. We have the, our website too, but I, I just don't keep that one going as much as far as like updates because like everyone's that's you know as you know there's just a huge surrounding around Facebook, mm-hmm. so that just seems where we post the most or you'll be able to follow us the most on you know Facebook. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, I th- I'm trying to think of where I found your music on SoundCloud. Um, it was either through your website or through Mile Music's website. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's on both. Um, on our website, where it's our SoundCloud's linked, so that's uh, jcouncilmusic, you know, dot com. Yeah. And you, yeah, there's there's links there for all of our, you know, to our Facebook, Instagrams, and all that stuff. Yeah. So A- anybody watching, um, it's it's hard to you know if you've never heard it. you're not going to picture like what what it sounds like i think like you should definitely check it out i think it's cool yeah yeah it's it's different it certainly is it uh i think it's um when people ask what what it was it's more of a i'd say like soul popish you know Mm -hmm. like soul because that's what i definitely grew up on um you know all the the great soul music and r&b music so like i think i just i lean on like those old like soul feelings and stuff like that and then but then i'm like i'm still a kid of the 90s so i really liked hip-hop music mm-hmm. so like uh, some of that stuff sneaks in there too mm-hmm. so i think it's kind of yeah go listen you'll you'll hear yeah, yeah. absolutely i, I think, think it's worth it's, checking out i think it's pretty um we have a pretty wide wide base of people that listen to us like have a bunch of like little kids that like our music and like Sweet. old people that like our music so it's yeah and everything in between so it's pretty cool it's not it's very neutral I, like, yeah it's not i describe actually, it as very it's very easy to you know you're not you know, it's not it's not abrasive you know by any right. means and i think i think yeah you know you can dig on it it's pretty easy to listen to definitely what back to the appleton scene yeah. what would you describe like how would you describe appleton scene like what okay so so just to go a little deeper i guess so like um, I think Mile Music, yep. um, like maybe like Oshkosh Main Street Music Fest, like like a lot of these bigger music festivals have like a bluegrass, a blues, uh, mm-hmm. like a, a guitar feel. Like americana yeah. yeah. Do you think that that accurately describes the scene here now? And where do you think it could go if it were to go somewhere newer, like hip hop, electronic? Yeah, is that that's definitely it is it is more heavy in the uh, the Americana st- you know stylings at at festivals which works out nice for us in the area because mm-hmm. then we're you know we're, Front center, you know right, yeah. we're the yellow starburst where people are like what is that you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. which is kind of cool um but yeah uh I th- I mean EDM is so like heavy right now all over the world so mm-hmm. I th- I think that's going to trickle in our area mm-hmm. which is cool by me um, and then I, I, I hope some more hip hop comes in, mm-hmm. you know, but there's, uh, I mean, there's some people doing it, you know, there's some, there's, uh, but it's not right in our area, you know, but there's, right. there's definitely some artists in 
in Wisconsin doing some really cool stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think hip hop will tri- trickle in, and um, definitely EDM is gonna it's gonna come here heavy because sure it's it's pretty big right now in the world. Yeah, it's very 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 big. If you I mean you look online and you watch you know a half crazy. a million people watching a DJ. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. You know, have you ever been to an EDM show? I have not. Me neither. Yeah, I, uh, I'd like to. You know, I would check it out. I, I really would check it out. I think, uh, you know, there's there's power in any of that. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like anti it by any mm-hmm. means. You know, but I would definitely check it out. It looks. I mean, if anything, it looks like a pretty cool party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, which sure. I can get down with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So like, and maybe this is just like a ridiculous question to ask, but. Okay. I find myself at wondering like where, where does it go next? Like where can it go next? Yeah. Um, and people probably wondered that after rock and roll. People probably wondered that after hip hop. People probably wondered that after. Right. Now we're at EDM. Like what's next? You know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, it's it's like EDM and a lot of you know the the US is. Re- I mean, still country music is such a large thing. True. That's you know, and it's like anytime you drive anywhere it's you know out of the five stations you get you know three of them are country for sure mm-hmm. you know it's just true so that's um country music always really really uh, you know i guess it's a you know i, I get it i get why mm-hmm. it, it's that big it's just not a thing that i i should say current country music like right. some of the pop with the pop infusion yeah i don't right. i'm i'm not into that as much as uh you know i love some of the older artists definitely mm-hmm. Or, you know, even some of the people doing more of, like, the outlaw country stuff now, you know, like, a guy like Chris Stapleton, you know, I'm mm-hmm. cool with, you know, mm-hmm. he's a really good singer and player. Yeah. You know. Wheeler Walker Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you yeah. know, but he's a, yeah, but that's funny. He's he's doing a, a funny thing, too, within it. Oh, you know, so, like, he, so he, he created his own thing, you know. Right. So I respect that. Yeah. Um, This is, and, and maybe this is will go maybe i won't be well educated enough to to explain this but like um the guy who created twitter jack dorsey okay um he was on joe rogan's podcast all right and he was talking about like blockchain and just like blockchain as a technology just like as a form of communication eventually leading to like like universal language and he's like imagine what that would mean to music and like i was trying to wrap my head around what the hell that means yeah you know what i mean so well i mean so, music really is the only universal language um you know music because and yeah no matter where you know matter no matter where i go like you know the key of a is still the key of a even if i can't talk to you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that's mm-hmm. that's one of the really really cool things about music you know you know there's only there's only so many notes and right. everybody has to play them. Right. So yeah, it's, um, there's like light waves yeah. and then there's music is like physical waves. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. It is cool. Um, so I don't know, I guess what I was trying to get at though is like, yeah. maybe that's what's next. Cause it's like, it always seems like when something comes to prominence, um, it has this long kind of like, like degrading thing into, into pop and into yeah. commercialization and, um, so it's like you get raw rock and roll or raw, raw folk or something. 
Um, and then eventually that gets overly commercialized. You get like hair bands and you get right. stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, so there's this waiting period of like when that drops down and the next thing starts building off the, and that's when you have your, your hip hop seeds, yeah. same thing. Now they argue like hip hop culture is culture. And I think it's outcast. I think Andre 3000 yeah. and outcast made a, uh, made an album and the album, one of the songs on their newest album that no one's heard because it's not popping yeah. is about how hip hop is like dead because it's, it is the mainstream. And once it's the mainstream, it's dead. And like that's hip hop is what he's saying. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I feel like maybe, maybe if that's what's next, like some kind of like integration thing with, with blockchain and yeah. like some, something we haven't experienced yet, I guess. Oh man. But, Maybe that's what's next, and maybe we have to wait. I'm gonna be a twenty gr- years. I'll be, I'm gonna be a grumpy old dude by that time. I'm not gonna care. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on a record. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, I don't think. Just like I don't think when hip hop, really, when hip hop was taking over, was like the '90s, the right. 2000s, 50 right. Cent, Eminem, yeah, like right. yeah. that's when it was really coming into the main attention, mm-hmm. and it took until recently for EDM, like last five five eight years yeah so there was a waiting period there of almost 15 years so yeah i imagine if if some kind of blockchain thing we don't understand yet is what's next i think we still have a, a long yeah, time yeah we'll before. be old and grumpy by then right we won't care i'll probably be like 40 though yeah maybe you'll be in i'll that. be right in the middle you'll, maybe oh man you might be that yeah like almost like midlife crisis <laughs> maybe the right. guy at the younger party blockchain in it right yeah. yeah i don't know what uh I'm always worried about too. It's like, you know, all, uh, you know, we just had Paul McCartney up here. It's like, and all the, all the heroes are going to be gone, you know, Mm -hmm. soon here. So what's next? Like, who's going to stick around, you know, like who are, who's going to, you know, I, I just, I just don't see it. You know, I don't feel like people are going to be, you know, pumping a lot of the current artists, Mm -hmm. you know, in 30 years. You know yeah. what's gonna happen? That's it's weird. Like all of them are, you know. What what happens? Time waits for nobody. So it's like, what's gonna happen? You know. Right, and it's interesting because, um, because of and it comes down to media distribution because, yeah. like all these icons essentially were created because, like the media was so like it was five places in the radio. Well, yeah, and it was the invention of recorded music. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why, the you know the early you know the early recordings you know the robert johnson's and then like then that got into like you know all the blues music that could like finally start getting recorded mm-hmm. you know those guys are always going to be etched down as the first but there was definitely people before them you know and like, right. and that's why you know you you wonder like what 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 recorded music would have been like if it, you know, if they would have had it, you know, four or five hundred years ago? Yeah, you know, because the earliest ones we know, those are the heroes now, the the, mm-hmm. the Zeppelins and all, and the Beatles the and all of them, you know, because they are the first ones that are getting recorded. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I the event, the invention of recording, mm-hmm. I think, etched them down as like the yeah. heroes and the big ones. So as even yeah. you know, even though there was definitely composers, obviously, was yeah, way back in the day. As the technology changes, like basically how people are how people perceive certain creators in the space changes yeah yeah because it's like um kind of to what it seemed like you were saying with the the paul mccartney thing is like will there ever be a paul mccartney again yeah like can you get that well known can you get they'll have to be in you know 
I don't know. I think there'll have to be another another thing like the invention of recording, but but however you take it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's going to have to be a different for you to say, well, that, you know, those guys are like, because there's a reason all those guys, and their music is obviously great. Right. But it was like such a new thing. They could get out to this vast market because you could go out and buy it. Yeah. You know, because those guys were, you know, they, those guys were still playing and touring before, you know, not those guys, but I'm saying right. the, the early ones, there were people before that playing mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't, it was only accessible, right. you know, right. what do you, you know, how far could you travel back in the day? You know, yep. maybe 20 miles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The internet the internet's the next. What? Yeah. What's next? I guess. Ooh, that's too deep. It's too <laughs> right. heavy. <laughs> right. But we're headed there. So <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want something cool to happen. Yeah move keep moving forward right that's right the only path is forward hopefully (laughs) that's funny um yeah that's a good place that's a good place to stop i think good man we'll have to cut till episode two of this session yeah hell yeah we'll riff next time that's right i'm in bring a bass guitar no doubt (laughs) i can seinfeld in between questions (laughs) yeah (laughs) awesome uh yeah so um Thank you, John. Thanks for coming. You bet, buddy. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. having me. Yeah, Jay Council. But why not podcast? Question of the day. Why don't we have more rooftop bars in Appleton? Thank you for watching. Leave your answer in the comments. Thank you so much for listening. That was John Wheelock, lead uh, front man, I suppose, for Jay Council. They do shows all over the place. And it's kind of interesting. This was pre-COVID. Um and you know musicians got super you know hit super hard from all this and um i still think there's a lot of interesting concepts here that will carry out but um yeah just want to say thank you and hope you enjoyed